everyone, and welcome once again to Yari Yari Boy, the official JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Podcast of the anime of the manga of the Hirohiko I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, and I can be your devil man or your angel man. And with me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. Hi, I'm your best bout machine, Brooks Oglesby, and these episodes were good. Real, I, I, <laughs> see, I usually ask that question. I April, say, April, think hey, hey, April Fool's. Hey, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> they were bad. Uh, it was a nightmare to me. Yeah, it was it was Polnareff's funny dick nightmare, and so we had uh the like trifecta. It was like Pol- a Polnareff episode, which is already all three strikes to me. But yeah, well, yeah. Then he's a baby, and then Jotaro sees him and says, "Hey, you look like Polnareff. Have you seen Polnareff?" <laughs> hey, you're a baby who stole all of Polnareff's clothes. Where is he? Anyways, yeah. bye. Anyways, bye, kid. See you later. I gotta go do uh, jack shit because I have nothing yeah. else to do. Yeah, because I, I, I could easily end this episode right now, so I have to go walk away. Yeah, but we haven't seen a uh, we haven't seen a fucking eight minutes of dick yet, so eight minutes bye. of baby dick and a boob. Yeah, the horny baby does touch the boob, and it's it's it's, it's not bad good. to see. And I'm I'm just I'm worried about this episode of our podcast because I don't rem- I watched it two days ago and I don't remember anything else. I like I have notes and stuff, but I haven't looked so, at them. So, since. so same thing. I remember I watched it a few days ago, and I thought, well, I hope Brooks actually remembers what happened in this one because I don't. I don't. There's a guy with shitty Krusty the Clown hair, and he has a shadow with an axe, and he never uses it, and then he turns people into babies, and then yeah. and then Pol- Polnareff gets horny, and he touches a, bo- a lady's boob, and she turns into a fetus, and then that's the whole episode. So th- th- this week and last week of our show are probably, like, the worst episodes of this part. So it's kind of bad that they go back-to-back. But starting next week's arc is, like, one of the – probably my favorite. Right. I've, I've independently corroborated with my uh, my Meat Space Weeb friends who I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I just watched the horny Polnareff touch a, a titty fetus episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Oh, cool! The next week's episode it has a really good fight, and you're gonna love to see it." It's really if everything from next week till the end is like good to extremely good to the end of like Battle to the end Egypt. of Stardust Crusaders. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then Diamond so. is Unbreakable is bad, and Josuke is bad. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. The, the opposite of that. Oh, cool! Can't wait to meet him. Um. So let's let's get started. How's, how's this one? There's this kids playing in the mud. Yeah, this is like going on during um, Joseph and Abdul's own discreet horny adventure. Mm-hmm. So there's some kids a, who a are different with t- mud. a different kind of horny. Yeah, like kind of a worse even kind of horny. <laughs> yeah, if you think about it, kind of worse. Kind of like a worse version of the bad horny thing that we saw last week. Because it was like, uh, oh, 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 Abdul touched a statue's breasts. Isn't this funny? And um and yeah, it's bad. So Jotaro uh, and Polnareff are watching some kids playing some mud, and, and um one of them they're like, "Oh, your tea, miss," and it's like a big pile of mud. You know, I need my cup. Yeah, of they're doing the like morning. a fun pretend improv scene, which is yeah. fun. And uh Polnareff is like squatting down and watching them. He's like, "Oh, kids are so innocent." Jotaro is a kid. Now Jotaro is a kid. <laughs> He's not an adult, right? He went through muscle puberty, but he is still not an adult. So just right. keep that in mind. So yeah, he should. <laughs> I was really hoping we would get more of an explanation of muscle puberty in this episode, but we kind of didn't. <laughs> hey, remember Kakyoin? Who? Because <laughs> I sure don't. He's t- he's fine. He's tired. 
so then a regular looking man. It would have been fire. okay, but it would have been really funny if Kakuane showed up and he was like, "Hey guys, I'm back and my eyes are finally recuperated." And then the shadow touched him a little bit, so he went back to when he was blind. But it just touched his toe, so he's like, "You aged like two month. weeks back." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my eyes, I oh know. Funny Kakuane. Anyways. So there's this uh, guy, there's there's a menacing person who a little child with a mud bucket runs into and he looks like shit and his hair looks like an upside down menorah and it's got jingle bells in it mm-hmm. and he looks very he doesn't look suspicious mm-hmm. and then he's oh, like did, hey. did the menacing letters like he's now I, I, I figured maybe he, maybe his name was menacing I don't know okay okay yeah it's like David production you know <laughs> so he's like hey where are your parents uh kid you're cool and then he he does a funny uh, snafu and says he smacks him instead and says you ruined my pants i'm gonna spank you and then he spanks the child the the camera can i say a lot of violence against children in this episode a lot kind of a scary movie level kind of a scary movie four level of violence against children like played for laughs yeah like this, you could be like, oh, the I guess it's implied that the guy gave him a, a spanking. But later he does very much try to murder a child with an axe and then drown the child. Yeah, and he his method... I don't, I don't want this to be the episode that's like, hey, let's talk about more, like, efficient child murder, but you kind of can't escape it. Yeah. Because <laughs> Alessi, who is the guy, he's not good at it. No. And I'm glad, because it's bad to do that. Oh yeah, but I'm just see what the way to defeat a child is to like uh, destroy them mentally in their dreams and then feed them a poop. Yeah, that's how you deal with evil children. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like you tell them they're very smart at elementary school and then they realize <laughs> as they get older in high school that they're actually a, they're actually a, not a small fish in a big pond and then they yeah. they don't have confidence anymore. Listen, these episodes only run for like 24 minutes. We don't have that kind of right <laughs> that kind of time. Yeah, it's not fancy board. Yeah. So this is kind of my problem. This is this is my one problem with the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it Alessi? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Um, so he decides, okay, so Mariah is doing a very good job of about to be crushed by two Katamari over there. So mm-hmm. I'm going to kill Jotaro and Polnareff. So these people are all aware of each other and like help. They're all helping Lord Dio. But like, I know narratively, like why they don't do it. But like, why don't they work together ever? Because they, uh, they each wanted, they, they were like, let's be efficient and split up like Scooby-Doo, which we know works every time. Yeah, there's only one, like, human dog-sized spot at Dio's right hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and they tracks. all want it. Except the whole horse. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So the, the narrator gives us an introduction to this man, and he says, like, this man's <laughs> name is Alessi. He's a big piece of shit. And he has a habit of saying, very good. Which is, I do like yeah. to say. He says, very good me, which is a good thing to say. Does he say it again? He's, I think he says it a couple times. Because I remember him saying it's very bad a lot. Oh, he's, yeah, he says that when he's been coaxed into a snafu. Right, which is, again, a lot. Yeah. He does, get, he does very much get outsmarted by a baby. <laughs> like, a baby, like, as Polnareff gets younger, his his brain his brain stays the same size. But in right. terms of, like, the ratio to his body, it's like, when he's a baby, he still has his big brain. Yeah, so he's, he's got an adult-sized level of, like, smart fluid. It, it, hey, remember how he's like, oh, when you become a child, you only remember things from your child. But Polnareff remembered the Sun Man's mirror trick? No, y- yeah. 
But I mean, but, it's a pretty but also when trick. when when he met the Sun Man, he didn't know that trick. <laughs> like they had to figure it out. Well, maybe maybe we got like a Talisa Game of Thrones situation on our hand, where like Polnareff's uh, uh, actually a bad guy, and he was just he was just playing. Me, oh, he was it pretending was, it was to because, not know about it. Yeah, at some point, Hierophant Green warged into Polnareff and implanted the the memory, and implanted in his, his baby into Polnareff's womb. And then, yeah. so then at the very, at the red wedding at Dio's house, they're, he, he's going to say, uh, Hierophant Green sends his regards and then Emerald splashes him and nothing happens. It's good. It's, it's it very good. a lot of sense. I have it's a habit of thinking television. very good to the things that I say. Um, so then Iggy, uh, would, has Iggy done anything other than be thrown? Hey, why was Iggy in the show? Why? Iggy hasn't done, like he did the cool sand thing once. But this the is... only time he used his stand was his first appearance, and we're like twelve episodes in. <laughs> yeah, and he's so he's off by himself, and he sees a guy eating a kebab sandwich. So he he steals Which I'm sure it. Is a thing. And my notes say this, so I'm going to say it. What if it was a sandwich? Because it's JoJo, and yeah. then he he runs into Mariah right when she's like about to kill Joseph and uh, Avdol, but then doesn't help at all and leaves because he's bored. He looks at them and walks away. He makes a funny going... human eye face at them and walks away. I don't he's, like Iggy. I don't. He's one of the main characters. He barely farted at all. Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's a complaint now? It would have been funny. Like, you know? Like, if he farted on, like, he pooped on the situation. Yeah, like, like if, yeah, like if fucking, if Joseph was like, a pincer attack. Oh my god, and... Abdul was like, Magician's Red. And then Mariah was like, actually, I'm going to do this to you. And then Iggy walks up, and then she's like, oh, look, it's a dog. And then uh, farts. And then Iggy, like, farts. And then she, it's a distraction, and that's how they win. It's so funny. Uh, More like a pincher, because like you pinch a loaf. Like a pincher. Nice. Effect. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to talk about the horny baby, so I'm just talking about, like, anything else. So my next note is Zwu is a good sound effect. I don't know what that was in reference to. Um, but I, re- I remember it was, like, in the letters on the screen. Oh, yeah. This is when... So back, uh, Polnareff is walking, uh, and he hears Alessi's fucking jingle bells from behind mm-hmm. him, and he immediately senses murderous intent in the guy. Oh, yeah. Which is a cool power for Polnareff to suddenly have. Mm-hmm. It's and, just- oh, and... And then they're like, we'll battle, and then he sends a standout, Yeah, right? that, you know that feel when you're sneaking up on people, but you forget to take out the six discreet jingle bells in your hair? It, it happens. It happens to all of us. Yeah, from your fucking stupid-ass Hey Arnold-shaped hair. It's bad. <laughs> uh, does Alessi, like, explain his stand, or does he just use it? Um, well, yeah, well, Polnareff decides to figure out if the guy's a stand user by s- using Silver Chariot to try to stab him. Yeah. And then that's when the shadow gets eyes and goes through the shadow, and he hasn't really explained it yet. But he, but it hits Polnareff, and he, like, dodges out of the way. Yeah, but it just scrapes his shadow, and then he mm-hmm. he flees, and Polnareff runs after him, but his voice is getting a little bit more high-pitched, like a child's. Oh, oh what could be happening as he's, like, getting closer and, and, like, to the ground? And, like, smaller and saying, like, I'm eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it takes him a while to realize he's a kid now. Yeah, and this, so this entire scene is from first-person perspective, so you can't really tell the difference, but I guess you're supposed to know from the way that he's treated, because, so he, he, he falls down in, like, the middle of a road, and some man yells at him and says, you're lucky I'm not a car, and yeah. then a dog attacks him, and he almost gets run over by a bike. 
Yep. Like immediately, like y'all remember when you were a kid and everybody was your enemy and you were constantly attacked. I mean, everyone said, "Good thing I'm not a car." Yeah. <laughs> Make yourself into a bridge. When I was a kid, I would probably want to be a car. Like that would be sick. Cool to be a car. Kim, would you rather be a kid or a car? Uh, what kind of car? It's up to you. It's your carsona. It's up to you. It's twisted metal, baby. I We're think back. I'll just go with being a kid. Regular kid. I've done it before. I think I can do it again. <laughs> okay. If it ain't broke, you know. Um. So yeah, my next note: lots of lots of kids getting beaten up, and yeah, Polnareff's a, ba- a baby boy. Uh-oh. Yeah, you see, so Polnareff sees his reflection, and he has like the Timmy Turner like buck teeth, and mm-hmm. he has the same shitty high top, but it's bad. It's worse. It's shorter. Yeah. And then he passes Jotaro, but he can't remember Jotaro's name. But he's like, hey, what's your name? Joey, like, Jenkins. Yeah, which is it's good. It's good. And Jotaro's like, uh, hey, kid, have you seen a French guy wearing the exact same clothes as you with the same color hair and exact hairstyle as you? Well, see you later. <laughs> I don't need... I'm Jotaro Kujo. I don't need to wait for an answer. Bye. You know, fucking- like... Fucking Polnareff says, it's me. I'm the person that you're looking for. And Jotaro Jesus. just says, asking a kid was a mistake and walks away. Yeah. Like, you know, like, smart, clever Jotaro who always comes up with plans and schemes to, like, defeat his enemies yeah. before punching them a lot? Yeah, cool Jojo. Cool Jojo. Worst Jojo. Yeah. And this, that's when Alessi shows up and he's like, hey, did you know that your memory also becomes a child's memory and you forget the new things? Anyways, he kicks him up onto the second floor of a building and immediately pulls out a fucking gun. Yeah. Uh, at least... Oh, yeah. Uh, Polnareff, like, summons Silver Chariot. And, like, baby Silver Chariot looks kind of cute. Yeah, like, even, the, even the chariot is small. And it's good. Oh, and it says, mm-hmm. like, Pommy. Which had, I don't know. It has, yeah. like, a funny noise that I like to hear. Mm-hmm. And we... I mean, we gotta kind of... I mean, like, we gotta talk about this, right? Because... So... What? This... So this is how stands work. So, like, mm-hmm. so they're actually, when, when Polnareff was a baby, when he, when he was born and came out of the womb, there was also an infant silver chariot. Yeah. But some people only get it later, like Joe. Well, like we, we don't know, we don't know if he had it when he was born. Maybe he got it when he was, like, two or something. And then that was, like, a shitty, like, toddler silver chariot. Yeah. And then Silver Chariot went through muscle puberty, and then and Silver got Chariot cool went, armor, and got two forms, and got very strong, and gets only stronger when you take his armor off. Hey, I bet it was awkward the first time Silver Chariot fired its sword off. That oh yeah, like probably like when like they were sleeping, and at night it just happened. And it's, oh, it's so embarrassing. Oh, it's so embarrassing. I hate to see it. Do you think Hierophant um, Green's ever going to go through muscle puberty, or is it always just going to look like shit? It uh, be nice. Be nice to Kakyoin. I like. His- He's my special boy. I like him a lot, but mm-hmm. he Hier- did a bad job with him. <laughs> Put this one back in the oven. <laughs> it's not ready yet. It's no good. I like I like painting Kakuin. He was a very sensitive art boy in the first episode. Remember that trait? It was cool. It was like Kirby and the Crystal Shards. I liked it. <laughs> um. So why why doesn't Alessi shoot this child with a gun? He's like, I need to use my axe that says axe on it. Yeah, he does pull out an axe that is labeled. Maybe it's maybe because they're only down this very short alley and people would hear gunshots. I think he was like, well, you're a stand user, so I need to use my stand. Right, yeah. Only a king can talk to a queen. Yeah, as we know. 
So, yeah, that shadow pulls out an axe and it snaps Silver Chariot Baby's sword off, but then it goes right into Alessi's neck. We should mention that uh, Baby Polnareff, we keep saying baby, he's like eight at this point. Yeah. He, he gives a, like, Joseph-style oh no. He does. Yeah. So that that was, like, his last memory of being an adult. <laughs> I hope that, I hope Joseph just starts my last memory. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then, like, the the LSE stand with axe cuts, like, Silver Chariot sword, and it flies off and hits LSE in the neck, and he starts freaking out. And then a convenient booby lady comes around the Yeah, corner. there's a funny booby lady um, who asks if Polnareff uh, needs help and asks and brings him home. Brings him home. And this she's is like, when... Oh, she's like, oh, you're so dirty. Let's clean you up. I'm yeah. a stranger. Come back to my house. Yeah, and this so this is where Polnareff, uh, eight-year-old, realizes that, oh, he won't attack when there are adults around because he doesn't want to draw fucking suspicion to himself the way that he looks. Yeah, <laughs> the um, way that he looks and acts and talks and does everything in his yeah, life. Yeah, I was carrying a gun and an axe openly at all times. <laughs> That's his axe on it. Uh-huh, <laughs> just to be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then they go, she gives him a piggyback ride and he's already fucking, it's bad. Oh, I do, we go back to, uh, Alessi who sees Polnareff walking away with this lady and he does, he says, for my pride as an adult, I'll beat him to death. <laughs> which is a, which is a good thing to say about a, a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then we go back to the, like, they're in like the bathroom back at her house and she's like, hey, take a bath with me. And this is where you see that she has very large, big honking bazoo, bazoo uh, breasts. First of all, this is a very, like, fancy house. Yeah, she, yeah, it's a great like, looking house. It's a house. huge house with, like, ornate decorations and everything. And then she's with Polnareff in the bathroom and she's like, come on, you gotta take your clothes off and see my Hondonkaroos. And then he does. And then and you see his entire baby dick. and it, he, You see his entire ass and baby dick. And it makes him embarrassed because his baby dick is small. And he's he it's, still remembers to have shame over having a small um, uh, phallus. Yeah, and then she's like, okay, let's clean you up. And then he says, wow, this is good, but I'm a kid, so I don't get it. Yeah, and also... <laughs> that, that one must have been for the censors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This feeling is, oh, well... Yeah, oh, he, he like, he, I think we're for just like, I'm a kid, so I don't know what's going on. Right. And this it's is funny. all, okay, the the only good part of this scene is, so, like, after he, after it's all out there, she, like, goes to hug him or whatever, and his head bumps into her titty, and it plays, like, there's a fucking drum solo of just the head, like, it, it's, like, fucking in the air tonight, like, fucking yeah. Phil Collins. It's so good. It is. Like, uh, but then he loves it and he gets really horny and then she sees that his wiener's dirty and, uh, it's bad, folks. Yeah, she's like, we need, we need to clean your wee-wee. And he goes, boy yo 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 Yeah, it's... And he's eight years old. He's eight years old and, yeah, his, his jaw drops to the floor and his, he goes, ooga. Yeah, his, his tongue rolls out and, like, steam comes out of his ears and yeah, everything. Yeah, there's a cuckoo clock in his heart and it's... <laughs> So after that shit's done, she's like, okay, let's wash your hair. And he's like, no, I hate shampoo. Uh, so then she's like scrubbing his hair and then he closes his eyes. And then clearly you can hear it's Alessi talking. Right. Like this is supposed to be a shocking thing. And he's like, oh, you hate shampoo. I don't know. <laughs> like he's just being a weirdo. Like he replaces her and is like scrubbing Polnareff's hair. Right. And it's really like, I get, I get that you, you're, you're, you're Alessi and you want to put on an entertaining show for me, the viewer, but like. 
you could you could kill him. You know, you killed him so many times. You could have killed him. But anyways, he takes out the axe, and it's time for Polnareff's bris, and that's the whole episode. Yeah, the episode ends, right? Yeah, he goes. Just... He goes like ah, and sees him, and then it ends. Yeah. Oh no, my small wiener, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. I would like to mention that Polnareff is naked for the entirety of the next episode as well. He sure is, huh? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, before that, let's check the uh, Speedwagon Foundation. Yeah. Let's let's uh, check let's, in let's on the people who give us money for this bullshit. Uh, Patreon.com slash post Game of Thrones at five dollars a month. Get special shoutouts and episodes. You can read a message that you send us, even if it's bad. And at ten, you get special user status in Discord and cool stuff in our live streams that we do. Uh, I think if you haven't, if you if you're at the five dollar like level and you haven't been special user of the week, let me know because I'm just gonna re- restart the list and work my way up from the bottom up yeah which unfortunately means this week's uh special user <laughs> is matt tramampoline no. enemy of the show so listen get it out of the way get up get him in on a good episode you know <laughs> so we have yeah. fond memories of it yeah he deserves to be on the baby dick episode <laughs> oh okay because it's like because the thing with matt is it's like it's you know i get i get like like positivity pma positive mental attitude but he uses it towards bad things like pokemon that are bad like mm-hmm. mega man extra he's like oh that's a good boy i love that boy who's top heavy and who would fucking fall over at a slight breeze and like mm-hmm. binacle the pokemon that's just a fucking rock on the ground with two arms like that's good i like it and like the episode where polnareff plays a drum solo on a baby's on a lady's titty and she turns into a fetus that's good i love it i'm matt and pokemon is uh the best generation is gen 5 and i'm matt which one is gen 5 it's the bad one oh oh thanks (laughs) it's it's the one it's is that is that where salamence lives you know, probably. It's the one where they were like, hey, people like Gen 1. Well, what if we made all the Gen 1 Pokemon, but we made them even worse? Okay. I like where you're going. Is, is that the one with the three shitty monkeys? Yeah. That, that are colors? If it's a bad Pokemon, it's in Gen 5, pretty much, as a general sort of rule. Okay. It's, you know, it's... I mean, but it, it also has Tepig in it, which is my son, so... Yeah, it's pretty know. good. I think, like, Joltik's in it or something. That's but anyways, um, fuck Matt... Uh, this is uh, also a call-out post for Matt, because uh, me and Matt have been trying to start a, a podcast together, and he won't um, do one with me, so... Um, call, call, call out whoops, alert. Whoop, 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 alert, Whoa. alert, alert. You, you're dropping all those receipts. Yeah. Um, let me sip my tea. Hang on, let me just... Uh... Oh. Oh, hey, uh, I've just got a telegram that says, uh, <laughs> Matt... Uh, fuck off okay well thank you thanks thanks, uh thanks for giving us money and that's from um uh who's who's somebody matt likes justin trudeau the canadian prime minister who who matt likes yeah he has your address and he sent that to you yeah so thanks for the five dollars if you would like this treatment as well please give us five (laughs) dollars thanks so much for five dollars we will say pokemon is bad yeah for five dollars, uh, we will we will name any politician that you don't like and say you like him on the air. Yeah. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get this episode. Yeah, two. let's get back into the fucking bad episode. Let's do it. 
previous uh, so we get a previously on Jojo no Kimyo no Boken, which good because I forgot everything already. That's nice to hear. Uh, um, so the episode begins with Alessi drowning a child in the bathtub. Yeah. So remember, he does very much have a shadow stand that can murder with an axe and tent and turn him into a baby and it's also just i mean again i don't it's just extra to it's just so inefficient because okay so you're he's holding the baby under the bathtub water which is which drowns the baby over time mm-hmm. but then he also is choking the baby mm-hmm. but if you stop choking the baby the baby would so it's just it's it's redundant it's atm machine that's what he's doing as, as someone who constantly dreams about killing polnareff this is the most inefficient yeah, and I, and I, way. you know, I get, I get wanting to appreciate the murder of Polnareff. I super get it. But uh, anyway. maybe, maybe people say that part three is not good because Polnareff doesn't die. Maybe it would be the best one if Polnareff dies, and that's why some people don't like this one so much. That's so the, that, that's your like evidence for saying that he like lives through the whole thing because people would like it more if, if he didn't. Yeah, but also he like at the end of the series, it's gonna like when it's like Granny Arena died uh, around surrounded by her family. Like there's gonna be one for Polnareff to make sure that he's not in Diamond is Unbreakable because people like that one. And also mm-hmm. Iggy dogs don't live for very long, so probably Iggy won't be there in the future either. But he's already he's helped so much. He's helped a lot, and it actually would be cool if Iggy got touched by the stand and turned into, like, a likable dog puppy. That'd be nice. That'd be cool. I really want to talk about how... Okay, so my first note for this episode is make Joseph 25 again. Because mm-hmm. I really thought that we were going to get a return of, like, a very cool a bloody stream battle tendency, Joseph. No, but that that would be good. That would be. I guess that's a good point because this episode's bad, and they wanted be, to, they wanted to do a bad one before they did a good one. It would be good to see, and everyone would really enjoy it. So uh, they did. They, they did not that. And then the stand, if yeah, and then the stand could go into the um, earth and dimensions and go back in time to when they're uh, alive and Caesar's also alive. And then, oh, whoa, big uh, like loop like plot hole here. We, as we know, lovers removed the um, racism and Nazi node from Joseph's brain. Canonically, yeah. If he went back to his childhood, would that like grow back? <laughs> <laughs> like he might revert to his old self and be like, "I wonder how my good friend Stroheim is doing." I think it that was be- the, that. That was the reason he didn't go back. Yeah, that's a good. Po- yeah, he's yeah he's better now, and. <laughs> He visits Caesar in his Italian villa, as I've said before, on weekends, and it's great. Yeah. Um, it would be very funny if uh, if the stand touched Mark, like, just briefly, right before he got cut in half, or, like, right after he got cut in half, so then he mm-hmm. could be, like, brought back to life just to get cut in half again. That would be really good. That would be a pretty funny bit. I think there's hey. a lot of interesting stuff that you could do with the stand that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, remember how we hate both these episodes and it gets even worse at this point, and I totally forgot about it? Oh, this is the poop part. So first, uh, yeah, Polnareff's being, like, uh, held below the bathtub, and he keeps saying, like, I'm a kid, so my arms aren't long enough to reach him. And then, like, his hair gets caught in the drain or something. Like, he takes the plug out of the drain, but then his hair gets caught in it to, like, stop it. So what Polnareff, this is so funny, what Polnareff <laughs> does is he takes a dump. Yeah, Polnareff does a, a does a baby turd, and the turd touches Alessi, and he's like, "Ew, I don't like to touch it." And he pulls his hands away. 
people's but hands that's and not all. out and the turd flops he, then, he kicks um, the turd onto his face yeah and then he, so he confirms that it's poop and fun, funny polnareff kick a poopy yeah it's so good remember when remember when fucking hey remember the funny show game of thrones didn't have to talk about this year mm-hmm. remember when Euron Greyjoy drowned and then was just okay yeah maybe polnareff could have done that i mean he could have tried it oh also at some point unless he's like i'm gonna i can probably hold you underwater for five or ten minutes like it doesn't take that long to drown especially if it's a child yeah i again like, <laughs> i don't feel comfortable fixating on it but Mm-mm. it just yeah it seems like overkill uh oh uh unless he does say one good thing because the, the poopy gets on him and he doesn't like it right he says uh, a main character would never think of doing that yeah i do is, like which that. is a good burn to Fulmerev. yeah and i yeah i don't think that that jotaro would i don't think jotaro shits i it, they, hey remember yeah remember when um either oingo or boingo was impersonating him and he was they were he's like i have a tummy ache and they're like that's weird it's because he never has to poopy. Yeah, he never eats or drinks or shits. He's Melisandre from Game of Thrones. He did. He has. He has drank before. Remember, they were like three iced teas before iced teas or whatever. Right. But but that was just him like trying to blend in. Well, yeah, and in Dance with Dragons, you know, Melisandre she takes a sip for every now and then to dissuade to you know get suspicion out of the way and stuff like that. A sip of water with li- lightly seasoned with salt. Hmm. <laughs> um. So let's so talk hey, about the fucking missing lady. So yeah, remember how um, Alessi uh like was there and then the lady wasn't and they're like where's the lady she was in the shadow for two seconds so she became a fetus yeah unless he's like don't don't step on her which is good yeah it's to good. see and think it's, about it's like the funny final pam monster factory thing and then he's like she won't be alive for more than a couple minutes so just remember from now till the end of the episode must last like fewer than three minutes because yeah because historic yeah i don't think that yeah, and we're also we're also going to need a fetus scientist to, uh, you know, and, you know confirm it's these claims. Getting, it's you know the the child is running around with it and exposing mm-hmm. it to elements and and kinds of like physical trauma of like just being jostled around. Like I mm-hmm. don't, it's probably fine. It's fine. So then Polnareff yeah. touches the stand again immediately and becomes four years old. But like the nothing really changed. Like he keeps touching the stand and getting smaller but like he's effectively the same as he was when he was eight yeah like, it's kind of like how the memory thing only comes up when trying to remember jotaro's name yeah weird um and this is this is this is the point where i realized that this is happening simultaneously with joseph and so like as joseph and avdal are having their own funny horny episode six minutes into that basically polnareff is three years old and he's cradling a fetus and he's like this is Eddie. This is one hell of a bizarre adventure. I tell you what. I mean, you're hey, you're, hey. you're telling me. Yeah. Uh, so he's being chased around the house by LSE, and it sucks. Yeah, and then he goes. But it's like and... a, it's like a comical Scooby Doo chase, though. Yeah, like he opens up the cabinet and there's nothing in there, and then he closes it and he opens it back up, and it's like the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking love Scooby Doo. <laughs> um. So yeah, well, Polnareff is running away. And then he gets into some room with, like, this is, like, a weird point-and-click adventure room where there's, like, a bucket, like, a clock. And you have to, like, fucking figure out the puzzle to advance. Yeah, you have to, like, pull up the carpet and find the key and shit. Yeah. So he, there's, and also, for some reason, the window has, like, prison bars on it because the plot said so. I do, this is probably the number one point for me where I was, like, 
so, oh, this cool thing is about to happen, and then it didn't. Because, okay, so Polnareff goes up to the window with bars on it, and he's like, oh, I'm just a little bit too small to escape through the bars. I very much thought the fetus was going to make a break for it. Because, like, it could have. It really could. That would have been so so good. If the fetus had little arms and legs and walked around, it really wouldn't be that immersion-breaking at this point. And also the thing about, like, the window having bars, like, for effectively for what happened, there could have not been a window there. And yeah, it would have played out exactly the same. Yeah, that's a real good point. <laughs> Unless, like, someone blasts through the window at some point. Yeah, I bet the fetus runs in the manga, and they just didn't. They, the they didn't want to. They didn't want to animate it. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, Polnareff tries to get out through the bar windows, and uh, unless he peeks through the keyhole, and he's like, "Oh, I see what you're doing," and he makes then, the funny licking noise, but not as good as uh, Kakyoin's. Well, I mean, who is? Did I? Did I ever send you the like English dub of that scene? Where is it just like lick, 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 lick? Yeah. Yeah, you send fine. me it every day, and it fucking sucks. Sorry. <laughs> I forget. I'm just like, hey, Eddie, you ready to record? And it's like, oh, that's bad. Look, 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 look. So, yeah, then he very slowly, like, bursts down the door, the Shining style, and he doesn't say, here's a lessie, so... Again, another missed opportunity for a joke. But, um, Araki is known for, like, his love of music, not movies. He's, like, the anti-Kojima. Right. So, uh, yeah, he he breaks down the door, and then oh, no one's here. Where Polnareff must be hiding somewhere. So Alessi, with his adult um, genius brain, he's like, there's a few places he could be hiding. He could be hiding under the bucket. He could be hiding in the teddy bear, or probably in this clock that's very high, suspended off the ground. Right. So his first guess is he's in the clock. <laughs> And he smashes the clock with his axe, and guess what? He's not there. He's not in the clock, huh? No, so... so Oh, I'm, I'm building tension. Then then he, he slices the bear, and he's like, oh, he's not here either. He must be in the bucket, the most obvious of choices. But guess what? He's not in the bucket. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. He is... A, do you want to tell everyone where he is? So there's a fish tank in there, um, and he looks at there's like four fish in there. And he watches one of the goldfish kind of disappear. Um, and it's like, it's like the, it's like the sun stand. It's, there was a mirror and he's hiding behind the mirror. Um, but there also happens to be a big floating ball on top of the tank. That his eyes are coming out of? Yeah, and Silver Chariot sort of appears through it. Um, and then stabs the guy in the nose from behind the mirror. I don't know why I or he didn't notice the giant floating ball, like, on top of the fish tank. That's the... I don't... I just didn't know what that was. And I just feel like if we wrote this episode, it would be better. So what what happens is he he took a mirror off the wall and he was using it like the guy with the sun did. And he says, like, it's a simple trick. Even I could figure it out. And it's so simple that they needed a fucking diagram to explain to us. They did show a diagram... And label everything, everything. labeled. It looked like a Ben yeah. Garrison comic. It was very good. It, it did. Everything was <laughs> fish tank, mirror, reflection, <laughs> fetus. <laughs> the fetus was labeled. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but the fetus. If it was a Ben Garrison comic, it would have been like precious life that is viable. Yeah. Uh, life begins at conception. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, Polnareff's like, even though Chariot's a baby, he can still poke your face. And then he stabs Alessi through the nose, which wasn't like through each. Like, through one nostril, then through the middle, then through the other one, and it's bad to see. It is bad to see. 
Thank, thanks to David again for censoring Thank it for Thank you us. for your production. <laughs> um, so Alessi runs away and crashes through a window. Yeah. Uh, and, and hey, guess who's, guess who's down at, at the street? It's Jotaro, and he's... My neighbor Jotaro is here, and he um, just has been walk, kind of walking around, I guess. Yeah, just walking around this one particular building for no reason whatsoever. You know, that... And, and, just love to be told by my old man grandpa to not to not be by myself. Better just go off by myself. Yeah, everyone should always have one guy with you. Uh, so just walk around this building for a while. It's good. So so Alessi crashes through the window and he lands on the floor. And brain genius Jotaro says, It's not very normal to come falling out of a window all bloody. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a social faux pas. Like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no doubt, dude. It's not not something I would think about often, but you you do have a point, yeah. Jotaro. So what does Alessi start doing? The next note I have he's is like, that he touches the stand. I don't know. Oh, he he's like Alessi's like oh, uh, what do I do? Me? How do I get out of this situation? Oh right right right. The, the, he's like the one who acts the calmest wins, and he's like, oh no, I fell out the window. <laughs> like it's pretty much all he says. Is he like I'm a building inspector, and that was. This one's bad. Or that was fucking yeah. Joseph in the escalator. <laughs> yeah. God, uh, I miss Joseph. And, and then he sends, uh, yeah, Paul, like, baby Polnareff sticks his head out the window and he's like, hey, guy, watch out. He has a stand. And if his stand touches you, you'll be turned into a child like me. Like me, fucking like, baby Polnareff. Hey. And Jotaro's like, huh, what? And then guess what? He sends his stand out and Jotaro turns into a child. Real, I mean, fucking Polnareff could have brought out a stand at any fucking moment. But number two, Jotaro does touch the stand, and all of his seventeen-year-old teen wrinkles disappear, and it's very good. Very good, and he's like small, and he's wearing like his big Jotaro clothes. He's like seven, uh, and he's, he's big hat. So this, uh, so this is what this is what happens. Alessi explains. He's like, "Oh, Jotaro, I know about you and your star platinum, and that you only learned how to use that power recently. So that means when you were a kid, uh." You didn't have it, so now I'm going to kill you. So what Chitar does as an eight-year-old is he beats the shit out of Alessi with his fist. He just kind of punches him and says, Uda, 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 which I like. Which he does with his fists as yeah, an eight-year-old. eight-year-old human fist. So this, like, this episode was nothing. Like, Jotaro just beat him up as a child. Yeah, he just kind of like, got beat up by a kid. Like, what's, I don't, like, what's the point of any of it? I think they just drew a bad-looking man and were like, hey, let's have bad shit happen to him and have him not do anything good, and then he gets beat up by a baby. Uh, so then apparently b- getting punched by a baby, like, removes the power of his stand because they're adults again and Polnareff has his clothes on. <laughs> yeah. And- I mean, it would have been, been funny if, like, Pol- if they did the funny comedy thing where Polnareff was still naked, but there were, like, conveniently things placed in front. Yeah! Like I the blocking. They were gonna do like a fun Bart Simpson thing where it's like he's skating by and then like and then Jotaro has a dick shaped ice cream cone right in front of it so you can't see anything. You know? Mm. Yeah. But instead that doesn't happen. And then they go to Alessi and it's like them and then they send their big stands out and Star Platinum smiles? Yeah. Did he you does, see which huh? is weird? So there's been two times Star Platinum has shown like personality. Um it was this time. Oh no! Three times. There was the other time when, like, he put his hand to his ear, right? Like, and then when he like screamed like a warrior cry after he killed a blind man. <laughs> Don't forget, he's, he's been through a lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, then they like beat the shit out of this guy, and he flies away, and they're like, "Alessi, Team Rocket away," and he has to retire. He does shout very good as he flies away. Mm-hmm. And he Mon- fucking it says that he he retired thirty eight and single. Yeah. Which In is case good. You're worried about that. Yeah, unless he never fucked, and eventually he stopped thinking, and he's gone. Uh, so hey, d- d- uh, d- d- oh god, this sucks. You do it. Okay, so the fetus lady wakes up, uh-huh. and she's 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 back, and she's large and in charge, and she has big bahonkaroos, and she finds Polnareff's earring on the floor, um, and she finds. So she, she's like, oh, was that a dream? And she walks into the messy room, and it's really messy, and the four fish died, and she doesn't care. And then we see Polnareff, and he's thinking about the fetus lady, too. And then, but she, he's an adult, and he has his enormous Polnareff dick back, and it's horny, and it's looking for, it's looking to fuck. And then, so the lady emerges looking for, she's like, hey, have you seen a boy who looks just like you, but small? And also, uh, there was this strange-shaped earring that no one else in the world has. That that and you're only left. wearing one. And you're wearing one, and it's the opposite like side that would match up with this one. And also, a boy looks like you and has silver hair and your exact haircut and your clothes. It would just make a lot more sense if they were about to say that, and then Iggy like started farting on Polnareff's face or something like that. Or or no, like the lady looks out and she sees like the back of Polnareff's head, and she's like, "Oh, I think that's him." But then Iggy runs out and jumps on his face and farts. So, like, she can't make it out. Like, she can't tell if it's him. Or what if, she... like, okay, so here's what happens. They they reunite, and it's like, oh, my God, we've been through so much, and we're both adults now, and, like, let's do it. And then they go, and they go buck wild, and then they're about to, they're about to have sex. And then Iggy thinks that Polnareff's big dick is a roll of coffee gum. And then Iggy oh. goes into the bathroom, oh. it comes into the bedroom and rips his dick off. That would be so funny. <laughs> and Polnareff's like, Iggy! And, I don't know, then he bleeds out and dies. Yeah. <laughs> Polnareff, <laughs> dick ripped off by a dog, forced to retire. 24 and single. 24 and Eventually, <laughs> eventually he stopped fucking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um... So Do you have any more Iggy headcanons? No, I'm, I don't want to think about Iggy anymore, if that's good with you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So what happens is they see each other, and then she's like, hey, you look exactly like the child. And he's like, oh, can't be me. I am a traveler, and me and my buddy here are, are leaving. I And, you know, I actually genuinely, I appreciate the storytelling moment of, like, Polnareff realizing that he can't get his dick wet because it would, like, put yeah. her in danger or whatever. Like, I, that's I, cool. I, like, I genuinely don't even think that's it. I think he didn't want to admit that she saw his baby dick. Oh, yeah, that could be it. That's very much that could be it. Because then they walk away, and then she's like, oh, it all must have been a dream. But but then th- I, I did like, like uh, Jotaro like, putting his hand on Polnareff's shoulder. Like, that was nice. Yeah, that was nice. It, I just, and this is, again, I've been, my brain's been poisoned by Game of Thrones in terms of, like, tactics that you could use. Like, hey, what if we kidnapped a white? Um, mm-hmm. but they could, like, another thing that I thought that might have even been mentioned offhand was, like, if you, like, capture this guy instead of punting him into the sun, like, maybe you could, like, pr- use, he could use a stand on Holly and, like, make her, remember Holly? No, oh, Holly Joestar? Holly Joest, Holly Joestar? I don't think so. Why not? It's been, it's been a month on this adventure. 
<laughs> oh, sure, she's remember, dead. Remember, no, oh no. Remember, this is this is like eighteen days at this point. Oh, so yeah, okay, there's okay, that's fine. Yeah, it was. It's kind of a ridiculous. Why don't we kidnap a white anyways thing? But I just keep uh-huh. thinking of cool things that they can do for the stand that fucking never happen because it's a Polnareff episode and nothing good ever happens. Um, I'm gonna look right now and see if if I remember correctly how many Polnareff heavy episodes are left. Hopefully, this is the last one, but my memory could be could be wrong. Let's see. Okay, going down to bat- battle in Egypt. Let's see. Um, no. Um, there's one that's kind of. Does he like? Is he fucking? He's Polnareff. He drinks a magic potion and gets really fat. He's really <laughs> fat the whole episode, and he needs to shit, but the toilet's too small. It's fat Polnareff for two fucking episodes so. in a row. Um. I, no, I think he's. He- it's a big group episode, but I think he's he- most heavily featured, and there's like one more of those. And then. Uh. Polnareff get- turns into a car, and they start so we get- drive him around. We get two arcs that are pr- pretty Jotaro heavy. Okay. Which I'm okay with. And then I'm gonna just give you a, a little taste here. Um, hey, have you ever wanted an Iggy episode? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Okay, well, how about two? Kind of a two-part Iggy episode, huh? Just something to think about. Just something to chew. And I, you know, I can't wait to watch it and th- and the whole time be thinking, oh, yeah, Eddie told me that it picks up. This must be can what I, he was talking can, about. Can I tell you something that's even more unbelievable? Is it that it's very good? It's not that. It's pretty good. <laughs> it sounds pretty good. Like, if I, I think it's pretty good. If I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not confident that they'll do it, but I'm excited for the opportunity for them to do fucking anything with Iggy's character and, like, make him interesting in some way. It is pretty good. It'd be funny. It's probably, I bet he just goes to the buffet and eats a lot. It'd be pretty funny. That'd be funny. Um, let's get into questions. Did you know, I was just... What? So, if Donald Trump was a Stardust Crusader, have okay. we talked... Alright, so if Donald Donald Trump was a the depres- da- dangerous Donald... Trump. Jump. Trump. Donald Dump truck. Hey, you know what I've, I've been thinking? Uh, this Egypt, this country that they've been in, and in these battles, it's, it's a shithole. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's and funny. then uh, Donald, uh, he, if Donald Trump was added to the Stardust Crusaders, he would like Kafefe gum. That would be really good. Did, what, um, did you know that if Donald, Donald Trump uh, was a member, was like... Uh, Dothraki, he, he would be Calfefe. <laughs> he would be Calfefe, which uh, I think is pretty funny. <laughs> it's really, it's very good. <laughs> it's, and I'm very like, mark my goddamn motherfucking words. Like our, the first episode of Pigot that we do in 2019, like back, it's gonna be four hours because it's just gonna be like, I'm I'm young, dumb, and full of Calfefe jokes, and they're gonna be. <laughs> They're going to be still, still going to be going stro- over a year and a half from now when we're watching Game of Thrones, the final season, last one. It's yeah, because probably going to be very funny. No, yeah, because we're going to do a thing where like we're going to you're like I, I fucking I'm I am Oingo and I'm going to look into my future book. And oh, I just saw a manga page of you talking in Jorah Mormont's voice and saying Kofife instead of Khaleesi. And then you're okay, going to say that's, that. That's so funny. I think it's pretty funny. I can't wait. 
questions. And then, so then, <laughs> no, they go to the they no they go to the parlay, and then Daenerys and John are like, hey, I, sorry, John's like, sorry, sorry about my breath, it's my it's pussy, and um, hey, only you gotta a, worry only about king. the White Walkers, and then Cersei says it's fake news. Only a king can speak to a kofefe. Only only a king can speak into his aunt's pussy. Hey Kim. Hey. Isn't that a funny word? No. Why not? What what word? Kofefe. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, hey, remember when uh, Jon Snow stimulated his aunt's clit fefe? If you have a question, you can send it to us at uh, yade dash at gmail.com, first question this week comes in from Roy of the Show. Fuck Warlock. <laughs> Official Roy of the Show. Which says, what if instead of turning you into a baby, Alessi's stand made you get iPad? <laughs> now thematically, that's a joke. Thematically, it's the same. Now that's funny. No, I do like that. And it's, so, I mean, is a fetus version of an iPad like a, is it like an iPhone or is it like a Zune? It's um iPod Shuffle. Yeah, it is iPod Shuffle. Conception begins at the Foxconn factory, as Thanks. we all know. So, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd really like to see that. I do like I mean, to see So, I haven't, so I know I haven't, I'm not, I only read like a couple chapters of part eight, but I think it takes place in modern times. So, technically, someone in JoJo could get an iPad. Isn't like it's not, it's possible. Which part's the one in Florida? Uh, six, and that takes place in the early 2000s, I think. Oh, that's good. I hope I'm in yeah. it. That'd be cool. Uh, were you ever in jail at the time? No. So the two places you could be I'm are in jail or, or Cape Canaveral. Oh, I went there on my fourth grade trip. Oh, so maybe. Yeah, Kennedy Space Center, baby. Okay, it's possible. It was a good trip. <laughs> It'd be so, like, now I have to go, like, comb through every like panel of it and you're somehow there yeah it would just like be me like talking to the chaperone and being like i have to, I need to go to the bathroom and then holding up everybody for two hours because that's, that's that's how it used to be when i traveled uh anonymous sent in part five basically confirmed jojo's going back to italy baby uh this we don't know anymore because uh people are also saying so like earlier this week they whatever like publishing company that like owns david's productions or something i don't know it's like a big company they filed a trademark or something for part five but it people are saying it also just might be for like a re-release of the manga so but i want to watch part five you still got all part four to go i know but i just want all more to watch so you know jojo like of bizarre adventure what if it was in italy that's part five I like it because, um, because, you know, Caesar's going to be there. Oh, yeah. That's where he lives. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm Caesar Zeppeli Jr. And I'm here to help. Uh, so yeah, I, I, obviously I want part five to come out on it, uh, on the anime, but we don't know. So keep like your expectations in check. Is it like a Winds of Winter thing or like, is it, do we know why there's a holdup? I don't know, because I don't know when they started doing the anime, but I feel like they were released, like, pretty, like, there was, like, there was never a, at least a wait this long for even an announcement. Right. So, I do not know. We'll see. 
Hopefully it comes out. If not, well, who knows where this podcast will be. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure have to, it out. We'll just we'll do like a live read of the manga. Yeah, we'll do like we'll, funny character voices. Yeah. Um, friend of the show, Run the Gems asked, if you could turn anyone into a fetus, who would it be and why? <laughs> That's a good question. I really should look at these before the show. I mean, probably Polnareff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like anyone? I'm trying to think it's, of meat. Spe- who hmm, who don't I like in the world? I kind of like everybody. Yeah, I can't think of anyone who I would threaten to turn into a fetus. But do, do we mean like fetus, like in our world, or like in a in a womb? Oh, I thought you meant in like or like a funny like fantasy like. So, would we have the power to just be like, boom, fetus? Like Spider-Man 3 walking down the street, pointing at people, except... I mean, I'm guessing we would just... In this case, we would just have a lessy stand. Which sucks. Which sucks. My answer's Polnareff. I'm thinking about the scene... Because I'm trying to think of, like, a social good that I could do by turning someone into a fetus. And hear me out. So, Mm. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I'm Charlie Bucket. And mm-hmm. I'm there, and I have uh, I have sets Alessi or Alessi's set or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Alessi's set is what he calls his balls. Mm-hmm. And um, so oh, I'm in the I'm in the everything's chocolate in this room. Oh my god! Oh, it's oh, come with me, and you'll see. It's a fucking mm-hmm. great time. Mm-hmm. Oh, but ah, oh, beans. Augustus Gloop fell into the the, the cho- oh man, he's in the chocolate tube. Oh fuck, he's too big. Oh, oh, could anybody save us? Oh, hey, what's up? It's me, Charlie Bucket, and I'm here, and uh, boom, fetus. And then Augustus Gloop is a chocolate fetus, and he goes up the tube. And then everyone's like, oh, Charlie, you're a hero. We don't have to, we don't have to go through the rest of the tour. It's yours. I'm going to be honest with you. I blacked out like halfway through that. All right, well. So I'm sure it was good. <laughs> but thank you. Just trying to, just trying to help. Five dollars a month. Thank you. Uh, it would be question. really funny if you just like, like you could just go back in time and just wait for like, or oh, like when when like Richard Nixon got impeached and mm-hmm. like he was like going away on the helicopter, like right when he's stepping onto the helicopter, you turn him into a fetus and then he falls out of the helicopter. That'd be pretty good. That'd be really funny. It would be funny though. Yeah. Tumblr user Maxi Bajillion asked. Baby Jotaro, good. Baby Silver Chariot, very good. Correct. Baby Polnareff, very, very bad. Uh-huh. That miserable creep was just born horny, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. As far as I remember, we don't see any more baby Peebus. Good. Thank good. God. Eddie's right, though. Thank you. From here on out, shit gets good. The next stand battle fucking owns bones. It's very good. Nice. And I, part, yeah, part of it is, like, it's not, like, a fight. Like, they're not, like, actually fighting each other like it's a, it's, a, it's a mental battle oh it's a battle of wit it's a little of finger wits. in various chaos is a ladder yeah so how how will jotaro succeed when his star platinum can't punch very hard he'll just fucking punch <laughs> it's fine he doesn't need it he's a very <laughs> strong eight-year-old yeah oh god last question this week comes from tumblr user mike dawson it says do you think kakyoin gets embarrassed when he poos out eggs in front of jotaro haha <laughs> <laughs> just for less haha I don't like these. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? Well, what would it like smell like? I would, I would like to smell. It, it. I, I mean, just asking. Like, yeah, I think it'd be funny. Like, it was, if like really, it smells really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be, it'd be just, it's just as like a joke. This podcast fucking rules, dude. It does. I get mad. It's so good that I get mad that I don't get to listen to it. You know. <laughs> you know? I mean, nothing's stopping you. Well, like I know, but like I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. But like on this great roller coaster of content, we don't have we don't get that luxury. It's true. Some uh, there's that there was that study that said when like things are spoiled for people, they enjoy them more. So yeah, like when Kakoin <laughs> spoiled eggs that he yeah. throws out for Jotaro. <laughs> if they smell bad, that would be. What do you think? Yeah, that's the episode. Thanks yeah. for listening. That would be really good if okay. So if if Kakyoi lost his eyes and it's like mm-hmm. the rest of your body like like it's sci-fi baby and the rest of your body like compensates mm-hmm. for like the sense that you lost. So it's like oh hey what's up everybody I'm Kakyoi I can't see anymore but I lay eggs. That's <laughs> that's like the shittiest daredevil like <laughs> power. It's exchange. better than the first daredevil though. Yeah, probably. There was, remember when, oh my god, remember when Death 13's, like, weird eyes, like, drift into Kakyoin's mouth, like, like, runny eggs? Yeah! That's when he gained the, the power to lay eggs. Huh. Because that's how it works. That is how it works. If you eat an egg, you do become... If you eat a dream eyeball egg, you could do them. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you for listening to Yaddy Yaddy Boys. I'm Eddie. I'm Brooks. Don't, don't get cooked. Stay off the hooks. Don't get cucked. Um, I'm. This is Yaddy Yaddy Boys, and I'm not owned. You are. See you next week for the good episode. Yeah. See you then. I'm. I'm looking up. Um, I went on the JoJo Wiki, and I'm looking up uh, stands to try to see if there's any that start with C that I can make a joke out of. Okay. Take your time. All right. Do you want to just leave in the dead air while I'm like? Yeah, I think I think I'll leave it in. Okay. Hang on. I. I. I so I can give our listeners as much content as possible. Okay. Stand parameters, stand guidelines. Turn. Be careful. I know. I'm, I, Silver Cherry is the only one that I can see. And that's no good. No. Oh, I got, just... I got one. Um, okay. So, um, so uh, did you hear that uh, uh, Kakyoin had to be replaced uh, by, the, by uh, Donald Trump? In the Stardust Crusaders? I did not hear that. Please tell me about it. Uh, yeah. Now, Donald Trump is, uh, alternative cocks. Cacks. Alternative cacks. That's the Kakuin's nickname, cacks. Bye. See ya. Roundabout!